If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones, the only Miss Nikki Harris and Donna Delory. I mean, thank you guys for coming in. We were just saying before, it is hard to get the two of you in one place. So I am truly, this is not lost on me. It's not going to be lost on these listeners. And it's thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, why is it hard for to get us in one place? What's that about? Well, well. You okay. live. You live in Georgia. I live here too. And, I got the place. And she in, lives here too. It's yeah, true. Like it's not, no, but, you just got to call us. I mean, and you guys are busy. You know, you have a show coming up October. This, it is Thanks. very special that we're here today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna go with that. It's yeah. special. I'm just like you. Just have to call us. It's, it's not that's that hard. true though. It's special to me. So thank you. You can call us anytime. Okay. Well, you guys can come back anytime. Huh? Now you tell us. Yeah. Now we. Now I know where to park. Yeah. It's cool. Exactly. I, I mean, listen. <laughs> it's L.A. realness. We're on Sunset at Melrose Podcast Studios. Which so, is great. Right. It's cute. Great. It's sweet little, pl- little I never space. even knew this existed, but great. this is my little stomping ground around here. Yes. So everyone's it's conveniently located. Well, listen, I want to talk all about your shows coming up and we have a lot of in your guys' music, but let's just start at the beginning, you know, when you guys first both auditioned for Madonna. Oh like, I'm sure you've told this. I mean, let's start with a little Madonna and get that out of the way and then, you know, get into you guys. Like, when you guys <clears throat> first auditioned, like, what was that like? Like, where do you remember that? I'm sure you've told this story many times. I, I've told it, I've told my story many times. So I'll try to put a little different... A uh, little different perspective. Um, I'd been working with Pat Leonard because I did the demo for the song called Open Your Heart. And there's a whole story with that. But anyway, he heard that. He called me one day and said, I love your voice. Will you come and sing a bunch of my songs that I've written? So I started hanging out at his house off of uh, Coldwater, in Coldwater Canyon. And all of a sudden, he's like, will you come sing with Fee Weibel and Carly Simon and Christopher Cross and all these records he was producing. So I was over there every week doing these sessions. Now, that was a big upgrade in my life because I'd been doing, like, working at a publishing company, splicing tape, waitressing, everything else. And I finally had a a producer that was hiring me enough that I could, that could be my job. So I heard about the tour coming up, and I kept bugging him and nudging him, like, you got to get me in there. I dance, too. But he he just knew me, like, as a demo singer. And he kept saying, ah, they already hired people. It's not going to happen and everything. So then I got I got like a panicked phone call one day to go into an audition because one of the girls wasn't working out and they were open. She was opening to auditioning new people. So I went to, I think it was Leeds. It was a big, or SIR. It ended up being an open call audition for me. And I was in there with every singer I'd seen, like in the clubs and everything. We went up in groups of three and we had to sing La Isla Bonita unison part which is not easy with people you've never sung with. So in the in the middle of the whole thing, you know, it wasn't sounding that great. 
And Pat stopped us and said, you know, just Donna and Madonna sing the bridge together. And thank God I knew the bridge. So that uh, that was my, I think that was the, it, it was the first step that I got the job. And then I had to dance the next day and do the whole thing. And I didn't know for probably a week of going every day if I really had it wow. or not. Yeah. What about you? Finally. I got a call because I had no idea who this Madonna person was. I had been doing stuff, you know, uh, for a movie called Flashdance, you know, did stuff with Michael Cimbella, did stuff for, I was in the jazz world. Patrice right. Rush and Sending You, Forget Me Nuts, all that kind of stuff. I was R&B, had been with Anita Baker. And um, and then I was always had gigs like, you know, I had done tons and tons of records for Disney and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was in Vegas, literally in Vegas with the Righteous Brothers of all things. And got a call, another frantic call, saying we, they need you there tomorrow. And Anita Baker's musical director, Bobby Lyle, said, I'm picking you up from the airport and we're going to that audition. I was like, I don't even know who she is. What's, what, you know, what, I got a gig. What, what, what do I need to go here for? He's like, trust me, you need to go and do this. So I said, okay, we'll tell you what. You drive me and put, you know, and then just stay there, though, because I need to get back to the show, you know, in Vegas that night. So literally got there and there's like 200 girls. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm going. And I saw Debbie, mm -hmm. who I didn't really know, but her energy was, I was like, I'm going first. Tell her, tell her I'm going first. Debbie was the musical, um, the makeup artist. She goes, you can't just, I'm like, I need to go first. I got a flight. And Madonna was like, who, like, you know, and I sang a couple songs, but I knew, I was like, when I heard the music, I was literally learning the music on the way to the, to the gig. Um, and for me, it was just like, it's, gonna be a fun gig and mainly because a, a, one of my friends was on the gig yeah. you know, Deborah Parson was yeah. on the gig and it was because one of my girlfriends had wasn't wasn't working out that I was going to do the gig I was like I didn't even really care I just wanted her to get her get her gig back and I was I thought maybe I'd be in there for a little short period of time and and then it was like it's 17 uh, songs you need to learn you ha need to learn this in a I had one week before we were going to be opening in Japan. I was like, one week. And I had to fit the costumes. And I was like, okay, y'all, this is crazy. And then Madonna said, okay, she's got it. And literally, it felt like it felt like 20 minutes. I was in the back of the limo with her, and she was like, call Bill Medley of The Righteous Bread and let him know you're not coming back. And I was like, what? I'm doing what? And she goes, no. I, was like, I call him. He says, I said, I, I feel bad, you know, you need to get the, somebody back to your gig, you know, because for me, this that's what music was for me. It was just, just a gig. I thought I was, you know, going to go do something mm -hmm. else, be a history teacher or whatever. Never was like, mm -hmm. this is some career climbing path or whatever. Um, and literally, he goes, what's she paying you? And I said, what are you paying me? And she told me, and I called back, he goes, okay, so um, we're going to find somebody. And that's when I know, I guess I, guess I have this gig with her. And... As you all know, the rest is what it is. The rest is history. You really had no idea, like like a virgin, lucky. You no idea. Wow. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't been listen. I didn't. I wasn't listening to that kind of music. I was like, you know, jazzer girl. Yeah, and I had I had heard her singles singles on the radio, like at yeah. the gym, but not right. the albums really. What? Also, also, I remember. Only one I did know was everybody get up, dance, and sing. And in the hood, mm -hmm. we thought she was black. Mm -hmm. So that was the main thing for me. It was like, oh, this is the girl who does that. That's that's what I really knew more than anything. Right. I mean, I do remember when you know 
Madonna first came out, I know there was that thing where people really did think yeah. she was black before they saw the album cover. Right. That was 83, right? When everybody yeah. came out? Wow. 1983 was the first album. So, I mean, like, for you guys, you know, the Who's That Girl tour, like, you had been working and doing your own thing, dancing, but, like, for, you know, arenas that big, like, were you nervous? Like, did you realize what a big deal it was? Like, what was it like to play, like, arenas that size? Like, I assume for the first time. Yeah, uh... I was nervous about just because I came in not as late as Nikki, but it still was like cramming to learn a lot of stuff. And then they would add more. Well, we're going to put you in this and da 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 da. So the end of what is that song? My main thing was my- I could never remember what arm went up at the end of okay. the song. And, and I was thinking like to that, myself, like, is it right or is it left? Yeah, my thing yeah. was I was always used to doing like you know. Especially for Disney, it's like you have to change the show up real fast. And I was used to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's like, change the show. What do we need to know? Let's do it. Costumes quick. Fine. Yeah. I was okay with that. It was not even so much the crowd. It was, I had never been in a place where I felt like, okay, this is kind of dangerous. Because we had these there giant, were so many the giant, elements we didn't have control yeah, of. Yeah, the, the, bla- the weather. Uh, the weather. Costumes. The, um, the, I just remember the mini blinds coming at us, which was yeah, like yeah, yeah. and that was early knives yeah. coming at us. And I remember like, yeah, <sighs> and just knowing like in a week I'm going to be in front of people that, and I'm stancing on a treadmill. It's like, okay, yeah. you know, with what if heels, it rains? With heels, yeah, with a it was tight crazy. faux leather dress on that yeah. mine actually on that first show like popped open. Wow. In front of the audience, and I remember was being so in Miami, and it was like wet, and, and we were like, to you. "Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it, no it popped happened to Deborah. It never pop, popped up on me. No, I had nothing to pop thought, open too. <laughs> I thought another costume. It might have been like um, maybe, Spanish one or something. Maybe a Spanish open on stage. Yeah, the, you know, I they, just, they were always opening. Yeah, wow. and you had to like change your choreography to keep it on. I know, of for course, sure. It was just I had never yeah. felt like, like I said, out of control of stuff that way. Just where I was like. Okay, one small you know trip and you're it's over, or a blow wind of you know blow of a wind and all of a sudden your face is like with these things coming at you. Yeah, I remember looking over at Nikki and seeing those blinds come towards us and thinking, yeah. like, why do we have to be so close to them? And at the same time, we don't know if we could be seen or not. Right, I because we're not the, supposed a to be. Can tell a thousand. <laughs> I learned my yeah. just waiting for the blind to come into your face. Wow. Kind of weird. Yeah. What were rehearsals like, you know, leading up to like, not just who's that girl, but you guys have been on so many tours. You know, you hear so many things throughout the years of, you know, like Madonna's a perfectionist and, you know, if you (laughs) mess up and, you know, you just, Madonna has that reputation of being an absolute perfectionist. Like, were you shocked at the level of intensity? Were the rehearsals as bad as everyone says? Which tour? Yeah, which tour? I mean, everything was, you know, the vantage point is is different from your perspective is different from each tour. I remember it's like we went from twenties into our forties. Yeah, exactly. With her. And so it's how like old you are too. What yeah. what happens when you're twenty four is different when you have to when you're forty two. So right. it's like it's like I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carb, 
established, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. What was your New Year's resolution? Mine was to save money, eat better, and stress less. And that's why I turned to HelloFresh, because it accomplishes all three of my New Year's resolutions. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I get to skip trips to the grocery store, and I can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking for me so easy, so much fun, and affordable. They have over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly. Oh my God, last night I made the most amazing smash black bean tostadas. They had green pepper, pico de gallo, lime crema, all that was delivered and the recipe was so simple to follow. You know, also they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day and HelloFresh agrees. So go to HelloFresh.com slash VelvetRopeFree and use code VelvetRopeFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash VelvetRopeFree with code VelvetRopeFree. And these are all the reasons why HelloFresh is America's number one one meal kit. You guys, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and I have to tell you the perfect gift for your loved one or your date this Valentine's Day is the Via High Love Gummy. Look, the High Love Gummy, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. It pairs aphrodisiac herbs with, listen, a mild amount of THC. It just, it kind of like awakens your senses, it increases your blood flow, and look, for those dates, it certainly intensifies any sexual experience. I also love that Baya has an array of other gummies with or without THC. So if THC isn't for you, you could still take advantage of their CBD line with products designed for sleep, focus, and energy. Via has something for everyone. They legally ship in all 50 states with very discreet packaging directly to your door. So let the gummies work their magic. So head to viahemp.com and use the code VELVET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their Sleepy Dreams gummies, 21 and over. That's V-I-I-A-Hemp.com and use code VELVET at checkout. Take your passion and your pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Did you know that when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all? Don't search match with Indeed. If you hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform that has a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates that. You guys know I hate to waste time. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. Before I had Indeed, when I hired for this podcast, it was a disaster. It took me hours and hours to go through resumes, only to find that I couldn't find anyone even remotely qualified. The editors, PR, advertising, marketing, ad salespeople, all the people involved in this podcast I found through Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality 
matches compared to other job sites. And good news, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Velvet. Just go to Indeed.com slash Velvet right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Velvet. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the way you feel about it. You know, so yeah, for me, it was like, geez, I had to dip down deep into my dancing days, you know, and like, okay, because mm-hmm. I was, like I said, I was, I was just planning on sitting on a stool, singing a pretty song. And I was like, oh no, here's the, here's the life cycle that she's going to make you be on every day of the day, you know. But you did it. You really, like, I look at some of those old videos and I mean, you're, I keep it's incredible me. to I watch just, her dancing and I, just, I really, I'm, view. I just yeah. remember her pushing, blown away, pushing, 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 and thinking to myself, I re- and these words actually still come up in my head as as, as being a, a woman of a certain age now. She would tell me, you know, Nikki, you've just got to create your own little world. You just have to do that if you're, you know, if you're going to make it through this and not be injured or you just you just have to create your own little world. And I was like. And sometimes that's what you have to do to protect yourself if you know you've got this this goal you're trying to reach. It's it's very much like an, an athlete. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We'd get it's we'd be getting into shape for the tour. So I remember being on the life cycle and singing at the same time, for instance. Right. And you're just and then going getting up in the morning and, and going to work out in the gym of the hotel, mainly my legs, so I could have the strength to go up the stairs and everything when I was out of breath. And you learn really quick what you have to strengthen with your body and how you have to sleep and what you have to eat and everything because you're And I had cheered an and, and been gym, done gymnast work before, you know, all through high school and my first years in college. I was always doing, yeah, I could flip and stuff, but I never approached singing that way. I never thought that I had to use that kind of muscle memory for singing. And then mm-hmm. when you incorporated both of them together, and then, like I said, with the whole fashion thing and none of that, all of that was Greek to me. Cause I was like, you know, put a black dress on, sing some songs, right? You know, no, no, we're going to, we're going to put you in this encapsulation around your waist and try to make you breathe while, you know, while doing, you know, major steps and, you know. It's different than the Righteous Brothers in Vegas, right? It's different than it's it's different than Anita. It's different than Michael Sabella. It's it's, yeah, and I mean. Like I said, the only thing I could compare it to was like Disney shows where it was like tons of costume changes, making sure everything was just right, you know, that kind of thing and lights. And But at the same time, I knew that I had a break, you know, whereas we were so young then she was still doing shows. I remember doing four one time and it was like, OK, that's all we we cannot. She never did five shows in a row, but four was enough. You know, yeah. it was like. I mm-hmm. don't know how you do this. So when we started getting a little older, I was like, okay, two here, take a break, take a exactly. break. Exactly, it really <laughs> changed. Yeah. I remember by 1990, working with Vincent Patterson, we, I feel like we were so inspired by the work. And so when they'd say, do a handstand on a chair and sing at the same time, I feel like we we took it on like it was such a great challenge, that tour. Did you feel that way? Are you talking about the um, Like ambition? the different... Yeah, Blonde Ambition. Well, Blonde Ambition was like We were doing world. different routines, and we were so into it, I feel I was, like, creatively. Didn't you feel I that? I was so inspired by being around all these, what, what felt like kids to me at that point. Because I remember, mm-hmm. like, they came yeah. to my house, and we'd make lunch, and they were they were like young boys to me at that point. Right. And and knowing that they were believing in me and believing in, in what we had, for 
for them, they were looking at us as like the veterans. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh well, we gotta we gotta step up for this. We can't just like pussyfoot around, you know. If they're if they're doing it, we're gonna do it too. And I remember some moves that like Jose and Lewis were doing. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. please, you guys, really, we're gonna do it like ah, ah, while we're singing. Okay, yeah, I guess we're gonna do it. Um, so they their their youthful energy inspired me, mm-hmm. you know, and because they were um, what's the word? Organic. Um, urban dancers, mm-hmm. as, as it were. They had a mentality. I was like, how do you guys go out to every club, every city that we go to? How do you, how y'all doing this? We you were know? doing it too oh, at okay. that point. I, look, right? I, I, I'm I letting you know right now, I couldn't, I maybe went out a couple times with them, but they could, par- and then do a show. I was like, right. yeah. Because, no, we were at that point, we were taking naps, girl. We were in Paris at the cafe drinking wine. Yeah, and, but for me, you I mean, know, you know. the film crew. Yeah. That's, yes. That's for yeah. us. We, I remember yeah. the first, who's that girl? It's like, you know, getting mushrooms in Amsterdam. And I remember one going thing. out a lot more on that tour. But yeah. by the time we got to Blonde <clears throat> Ambition, it was like, okay, look, you got to get to, yeah, a little champagne, I'm good. But Ooh. when you start talking about, like, we're going to hang out till four in the morning, and you know we have a show, and a sound check it too. How are we going to do this? We were a bigger yeah. part of that show as well, so it was a lot more demanding. It's like I feel like we worked our way to that to being in that place, and then by 1993, you know, it was even for me. We it's like watching it her more. trust us, really trust. And you know, and by then we were doing all the records. She and you and I were doing all the records with her. Yeah, by then. so we'd had a real, cre- you yeah. know, solid she creative trusts, relationship. She trusts collaboration. Us she, you know, we would do the right thing. Do you guys have, I mean, I know you left earlier, Nikki, and you stayed on for some tours, but between the two of you, do you have a favorite tour each that you were on? I mean, they're all so different. Blonde okay. Ambition, I think because of where I was at also in my life, and my brother, A.D., got to come out, and I got to share that with a lot of, you know, my family and friends, and the the work was incredible, and it... For me, I it think... It was great, yeah, great time. Blonde Ambition is the best for me as far as this it's stamped on like this is this is the bar mm-hmm. for all every, everybody else this is if you're going to go do a tour this is the bar mm-hmm. um i personally love her arrangements her vibe her music of girly show yeah yeah that would be the my band, second the band was like to me her band was like so intense like yeah. great it was like I was like, okay, I'm in heaven now. Yes. Because I'm, and maybe that was my jazz, you know, background where I was like, she had these great, amazing players and they just took her music to other places. I was like, yes, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. Was there, you know, because we all watch Truth or Dare, you know, and there was such a, you know, you had the image of like Mama Madonna and she hung out with everyone and the dancers. I've had Carlton Wilburn on this show, so mm. we love him. Yeah, he's You great. know, was that really the atmosphere? Like, was there dinner? If, I mean, would Madonna say, hey, Nikki, Donna, like tonight we're going here for dinner? Like, was there real? Yes. You're both shaking your heads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and by then, too, remember, between Who's That Girl, you know, I'd gotten to the fight where we were doing... Uh, you know, barbecues and stuff. But when she started dating Warren, I was up there with her mm-hmm. doing barbecues and, and we'd sit by the piano and, you know, I just remember like really feeling, I remember watching popcorn, having popcorn and watching. In his movie watching, theater. Yeah. yeah was, we'd all have like movie night over yeah, there. And he so. was, he was very generous in bringing us all in yeah. to his world right. as well. So we had a good place to And even to after hang. the breakup with Sean, when she had the place over here, you know, I just, just remember like she was so much more, accessible that way. And I think I keep on forgetting 
because I didn't know the 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 uh, the journey that she had made mm. already. So I didn't. I was just like, who is this child? Okay, well we just she's a girl from Michigan who sings. Okay, I'm gonna help you do this. So let's do this. And then I realizing that oh she's a superstar, you know that yeah, you'd would, definitely I had to come to that, that. like you know she, she actually was a superstar by who's that girl, but I didn't see her that way. By the time we got to Blonde Ambition, I was like, oh, oh, she's a superstar, that thing. And I remember us laying on the bed and her going, you know, like, you know, it's not as easy as you guys think. And I was like, I don't even think I want this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I don't even know why you would invite, as Warren would say, why would you invite this into your life? You know, love the music and everything. Isn't there a way to have this without all this? And once again, this is before phones. This is before. I'm so grateful that for that we got to do it. So am I. Without, I mean, we only had that outside camera. Can you imagine if we had that camera and everybody else doing this too? Well, it wouldn't have been that powerful if it was in this time anyway. And do you remember in the beginning? I'm not going to say that it wouldn't have been that powerful. It definitely would have been powerful. But I know what you mean. In the beginning, we felt like she was. We didn't know it was going to be a movie. Truth or dare. So we felt like, yeah, she's going to get some home footage. And we we didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, and but you got used to the cameras and then it became like, oh, did I sit it out on the camera? Like you forgot they were there. Um, but it was I feel like it was so powerful because we we it, it really it was these guys were we were comfortable with them being around and everything. And we weren't so inhibited that as I see people being in front of, you know, with the selfies and staging everything and all oh, yeah. that. Um, a lot of things got Not, to no happen filters. spontaneously. No, filter. no filters. And people got to be seen in all different lights. Yeah, the other night yeah. I was out to dinner and I saw someone, like, walk into a restaurant. I mean, no, just, you know, I'm sure an influencer trying to make her mark. But, I mean, she filmed herself, like, walk. I'm like, this it's is, too much. W- w- what is going on yeah. in this world? Now, granted, we are in L.A. and that's part of it. But, like, she walked no, in three I times. I live in I'm Georgia, like, too. I'm letting you, you know it happens there, too. Really? Yeah. In the country, it is, the folks are doing it. And it's so, it's such a sad commentary on where we are in America. I mean, yeah. that's why I think things like this, podcast, where people are just talking. And Isn't looking it at incredible each other. And How not looking that? down at their phones. How about that simple little thing? I walked into a, a store one day and the girl couldn't even help me because she was doing an Instagram live. Like she couldn't, I'm like, excuse me, can I can you tell me how much this shirt is? Excuse me, I'm doing an Instagram live. Can you just wait? Yeah. So and you're like, I'm here to actually buy something or potentially like well, what's yeah, what's wrong it's with a, this picture? It's a different world. We or have even to... like that's the other thing too. Here's another moment. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money. And this should be started when they are little. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and app for kids six to eight. With Go Henry, kids can learn about money, set spending and saving goals, and even track chores and earn allowance money right within the app. They learn the value of money by using their GoHenry debit cards, while parents can set spend limits and help guide their journey, while staying informed every step of the way. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, a learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at GoHenry.com slash velvet. TNCs apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. 
Who doesn't love the finer things in life? I sure do. But listen, even though I enjoy luxury, it doesn't mean I can always afford it. And even if I can afford it, it doesn't mean I always want to pay the prices. That's why I dress myself head to toe in Quince. Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. My favorite is their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters that start at $50. I have this cashmere crew neck sweater literally in every color. And there are like are over 10 to choose from. I have it in sapphire. I have it in mustard. I have it in charcoal. I have it in navy. I can keep going. Quince has washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, 14 karat gold. The best part is that their items are always priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash velvet rope for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash velvet robe to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash velvet robe when you said are you nervous in the in front of those big crowds yeah it's hard to be really nervous and i remember us talking about that i was like oh she's i was like by the time we got to blonde i was like all she gotta do is show up joe just put somebody with a blonde wig up on here and they would they won't know Mm -hmm. because this is really before like gigantic screens where everything's super close close up and you can Mm -hmm. see everything that's going on the stage but also, it's which I reckon we did get to see people going. And, they were looking at it. They weren't. They weren't their doing phones. this. Yeah. Nobody yeah. had an iPad. Nobody was do, trying to. Nobody was doing. It's like everybody was really there with us. So yeah. I do remember yeah. those moments, or even moments where it was like being in China. I'm not China, not China. Sorry, being in Japan, where mm-hmm. there's such a polite audience. It's like people I love just those audiences. sitting and just like yeah. They were you having could a see their, their eyes and their faces and their expression. Yeah. They, were, they were all they were just so like in awe. happy. Uh, yeah, because our big deal was light, your, light the, the lighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was pretty much right. it. <laughs> that was light. The, I was like, okay, nowhere to Ex- hide. Exactly. Nowhere to hide. Yeah, there were like hundreds of thousands of people with yeah. lighters and. And Paris. so now it's like everybody, you know, turn your yeah. phone, put your your flashlight on. And the, now the artists yeah. are using their other people's phones as part of. But their that's all they production. know. So it yes. is. That's the that's the magic for them now. It yeah, is. It's hard for them to understand that, but when they see like the documentaries and everything, they can go back and. Get it, and uh, yeah. I I think, but I think it's incumbent upon us as artists to show them that and let them feel that because it, it, for me it's like same thing. That's why I still take my daughter to theater. I mean, just because there became mm-hmm. movies or TV didn't mean that theater wasn't important. Right. It's like you got to make sure that they see what because there is something that happens cerebrally and sec, uh, you know cellularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're in a room Sound with, vibration. with yeah. everybody. And you're breathing at the same time, laughing at the same, just small moments like that where an electronic piece of something will break what was happening right there. Oh, yeah. It's it's love making if everybody was on their phone. It's It's a whole difference. Yeah. Did you ever, like, once you realized Madonna was, like, this superstar and you knew it, like, did you ever have then, like, an out-of-body experience? Like, when you are hanging out, like, at the house with Popcorn, with Warren Beatty, like, do you guys get starstruck? Like, did you meet someone during the many decades you're with Madonna where you're just, like... Oh my God! Or like this? What? What is this situation that's happening right now? I and who I, was it? I mean, I loved like when Peter Gabriel was in the hallway, you know, and being able—he's one of my favorite artists and songwriters—and um, I, I just, I just love everything he's about. So to be able to like meet him there, and he was really sweet. There's a lot of people that that I met that 
I don't know, they were there more to see her and everything. But I got to get to know him more. And by the next tour, Donna, you know, I'd be like, Donna, Nikki, um, in the hallway. Um, but as far as getting nervous from anyone being around, yeah, I, that didn't really happen because it, I don't know, maybe it's because it was her show. I don't know. You I never know. thought about it that way. I... This is how my warped mind thinks. No, look, I'm definitely, part of me really wishes I was more of a fan sometime. Mm-hmm. And gr- growing up, my dad was a musician, so I was on the road a lot. I mean, Nancy Wilson, I got pictures, you know, with me as a little kid. For me, those were my heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like I said, my people who I want to see are dead. Billy, I know, you know, I want to see Louis Armstrong. I want to, you know... I, you know, got to do Carnegie Hall with Nancy Wilson, so thank God. You know, but Sarah Vaughn, Ella, I never got to see Ella. You know, right. um, those those are the people I would have been like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought I would feel that way when I, you know, Stevie, oh, Stevie Wonder. <gasps> Stevie's such a, a Michigan dude, you know, like he's so cool that it's, you, it's hard to be, you know, until he starts playing. Then when he starts playing and singing, then you become in awe. I... I'm trying to think. Maybe Bono. I had oh, a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Definitely moment of like. Bono. I had yeah. a moment of like. Oh shit! This is kind of cool. <laughs> this, yeah. This little. This is this. This little brother's kind of. And you know, thinking. I thought he was taller, or, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, but not necessarily. You know, like where you just. I think it's Sorry, more. It's more so about look being. Who, look who! Look who! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I mean, he's. We'll see if he remembers. Really, doing this. really, you gonna mess up? The, you gonna mess up the interview, Carlton? What? You yeah. are on this show, Carlton. We're we're doing the podcast. You were on my podcast like two years ago. Carlton, how you doing? <laughs> oh, we're just here talking, chatting yeah. away about so, life and yeah, people. So, yeah, and so just so you know, because people you've all, it's always got to be about you. I love you dearly, but can I call you later? We're talking about people that have inspired us, and you called. All right, we love you. I love you too. Bye. I think I think it's said, more that's, about that's hilarious. Like, that's I mean, so he, he literally. I'm like, he's not going to remember being it. on here, but he. We had a great. We talked for hours when he was here. He was I great. Feel, I'm sorry to me to turn. That I feel up. like no, it's more funny. about having these moments of wow. I'm around these artists, like going up to Annie Lennox backstage at at a, the Live Earth concert or something, being able right. to talk to her and have access to people who are fellow artists. That inspire you. I mean, I got so much inspiration from that Bono being yeah. at that party. And Nikki's like, you got to hear her version of one. And, I, and he was really cool. And just being on the same level, right? And talking. And I'm a ghetto girl. You know, that's, I'm, and I'm trying to get to that point. Like I said, I always feel like I'm on the same level. I, you know, I, I don't Absolutely. feel, I don't feel that. I do know, and I so, I'm so grateful for him for that, is that, being with her gave you access to rooms. Exactly, yeah. That's the great news yeah. about what, you know, being with an artist like her. It's like, you know, singing for Obama, you know, being able to know that I got the call, you know, not just because of Madonna, but but because of her name, that door opened. Right. You know, um, it's, you know... I think that people don't understand how much good work she's do- mm-hmm. she does behind the scenes. Like what? Well, like giving a lot of money away that people mm-hmm. don't know about. Helping children that people just don't know about. Where her heart and, really is, um, yeah. I think, you know, that people... <clears throat> and that's the part, that's the best part about Madonna. Because mm-hmm. 
unfortunately, we're in such a celebrity-driven world, and that's more than anything what I learned on that bed in Truth or Dare with her, where she's like, it's not as easy as you think, because a lot of people aren't talking to you just because you're a good person and you're doing good work. Mm -hmm. They're so celebrity-driven that so many people are motivated by that, because they just want to get in the room with you and forget of all the great work you're doing in this world, you know? I so agree with that. That's, if anything, that's the thing that I'm in awe that just saying her name sometimes gives me access to other things because of the relationship with her, you know, that I'm great. I'm really grateful for that part. Yeah. Absolutely. And remember, remember, like at all these award shows, when we were, like, it could be the Grammys, we were rehearsing, and the artists could be anywhere backstage or whatever, they're watching us rehearse, you know, so you had that respect from people. They, She's so respected by artists because they know how hard it is. Right. They know that she's doing, she's working the hardest. Look, someone sent me something, yeah. and I want to thank whoever it was because I don't know who, it's probably some JK, whatever, you know, 101. They sent me a clip of like Mariah Carey on like, she was doing like Idol or something. I, you know, mm. but she was like telling the girl who was just trying to sing like a prayer. And she's like, no, 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 no. You know, um, I'm just gonna let you know right now, I, I, it's that's a hard song to sing. She goes, you gotta really dig in and sing it like you know, like the Nikki and Donna did. And I was like, did Mariah Carey just give us a shout out? Did she just give us a shout out? And she was I'm like she, getting chills, right? And that's right. And Mariah was like, she, she was like, you gotta really sing it from your heart, though. You know way they do it. And I'm like, I'm like, I think. And I was like, oh, but she. That means she's really respecting. She's even listening to what we did. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I hope, you know, with podcasts and us being interviewed and sharing, you know, our experiences and also a great, you know, movie documentary on Madonna that that the younger people will really be able to experience that, what she's really about and her work and everything. Yeah, I mean, well, truth or dare itself, like really people don't realize now that really was, I mean, that was right when the real world, that was like the first reality TV Experience like that was the same time as you know that was yeah. Very well, the Beatles would dis- that movie. The Beatles would uh, disagree with you on that, but that's a whole nother generation. We're gonna leave that alone because they we'll had leave a that alone. yeah. We're gonna leave that one alone. But the reality is like it was definitely one where every all the generations were looked because my mama watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, "Oh, get that dog on Truth or Dare Zone again that's or whatever." So and you know, that's yeah. that was the difference too. Um, it's a and, great documentary. Yeah. yeah, it is. And the riskiness of being so honest on mm-hmm. it. So even with the Beatles, they had all those silly moments where the, you know, but they weren't sitting and telling the dirt, the, the dirt, as it were. Um, well, you also think if it were made today, everyone would be very consciously aware that, of what they that's were doing. That's what I would meant before when yeah. I said that. Is that well, it'd be staged. And also, they, they like didn't the real know housewives. it was going to be. It ended up being this movie, but as we went along and the footage kept getting shot and everything, It things just happened in morphed. a way that it morphed and honey, into should, a story. I'm scared to see what she's got on the editing floor. I mean, she's got so much stuff. I thought all that stuff burned. I Did asked, it? Um, I asked at some point when we saw, we were all together, something that was in the vault at Warner Brothers or something, and it's not, yeah, I think it's gone. The footage is gone forever, but we'll see. You asked Madonna. I'm not, you'd bu- think, I'm not buying that. You'd think I'm it, not would, buying that. it no. would be out. I'm not buying that. There'd be some extra footage out by no. now. You asked Madonna, like, where it was? No. You asked Alex Kashishian would yeah. know. Yeah, and I I could swear that it was at the Outfest or something that I asked him, like, what about all the extra bonus footage? Are you going to put that on and 
you know, on a special DVD release or something. And, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he said no. I think it was, I don't know. We'll see. Huh. It would right. be great. We, we all, survey says. We all hope. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Madonna has lost a picture. All of those a, interviews know. of us laying in a hotel bed with our pajamas on talking about our our families and our broken homes and everything, you know, could actually end up being um, Who knows? in the world. Interesting. Well, I'd yeah. like to know if it's still out there. Did you guys notice, you yeah, where know... where's that footage, guys? Yeah, seriously, someone has yeah. to have that footage if it hasn't burned. Mm-hmm. Did you notice, you know, like, because you stayed with Madonna and you stayed even later throughout the tours, like, was there this change? Because, you know, am I making it my own backstory? That You sure she, are. I know well, what you're trying to do, but well, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I'm change, not trying change, to bring any change. shade, but, you know, that she was less accessible, you know, than on the, you know, the earlier tours. Like, she just became... I mean, she was always a superstar, even yeah, yeah, who's yeah. that girl, but just... You mean the was, sea change? Well, there was no more hanging out. There was no more let's have dinners. And that's not good or bad. I'm well, just, you know... Uh, the biggest thing, you know, that I noticed was when she started having a family. And it was it was different, you know? And then you have... Your entourage grows bigger because you have to have <laughs> nannies and more... It's just more people working for you. Right. Um... But I don't know what tour it was when we start, we were started traveling separately. So she had a smaller drown, plane. Drown, drown, drown world. Right. So she had a smaller plane for her entourage and then a different hotel. And then we were in a different hotel. Um, but sometimes we were still at the same hotel. Mm-hmm. It depended on how they could work it out financially for the Four Seasons to give us this many rooms. Right. Um, they tried. I mean, I can say as the tours went on, it got to be at the last tour I did. We were in Europe in, you know, in buses. A lot of the time, you know. So. I remember you calling me and saying, Nikki, you know, she's like, it's not it's like changed. we used to. Like, it's not it's like changed. it used to be. I also was older. Yeah. You know, I was like 40. And I had a kid. And that was like a whole nother thing. So by well, having that, a child and going on a tour like that, I could really relate. Well, that's why and I knew. And there was so had much respect child. at yeah. that point. I was like, whoa, this is really hard. To yeah. rush off stage, go home. My niece was taking care of my baby. So I would go in. And put her to bed at midnight and then take my makeup off and everything. And then have order room service, glass of wine, try to come down. It was stressful. Yeah. So I I, I, really I remember traveling. That's, That's when stressful. I knew. That's when I knew. After my baby, I was like, trust me, how do you mm-hmm. do this unless you're a superstar? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's true. That's, it's, for me, it's like I remember being on the road after I'd had my child and I and, and being injured after being after Drown World, trying to get through the injury. And by the time I was out there with my baby strapped on me doing sound checks, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, and I was 42. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. And for like I said, I don't think you can do it in a good way. Unless you're a superstar, unless you do have an entourage, um, it, you know, it's 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 a dis- it becomes a disservice after a while, and that's when I knew I had to slow things down because I was not a superstar. I was definitely doing the music I wanted to do, but you know, less income. So it's like, okay, how? What kind of life? What do you want your life to look like? Right. You know, you have to make those decisions, and yeah. so that for me, when I saw, like I said, the first of all. When the court changed, as they say, you know, in government, it's like when you see the, the court starting to change in a job and people vying for like, who's going to get to be near Julius Caesar? you know, And it's like when you're used to being able to walk on the floor of the Senate, as it were, and be right next to Caesar and talk to Caesar. Yeah, that's and now thing. you've got to go through 
Cassius and Brutus and everybody else to get to. It's like, eh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot that's to a adapt. Different. To adapt, and especially sure. what what happens when you're what happens when you're twenty is is far different than what you will have happen to you when you're in your forties. Yes, it's just people can talk to you I a certain mean, way. Uh, yes, yes, people can talk to you a certain way when you're in your twenties, but when you're in your forties, and you know, honestly, when I there were still the last couple tours that I did, there would be like. Um, there's a piano concert in Paris this night, or there's this. We were invited to go to a lot of different events or movie screenings or something. And I that was the night I had with my husband, or that was the night I had with my baby to be in Paris and hang out. So I understood, you know, with you can't always be out there and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have that time for your family. Yes. You do have to have if that you time want, for if you as want, well. Or how just you to keep your, the balance. How you want your life to look. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How do you want your life to look? Do yeah. you think Madonna, and I guess you could substitute anyone, Beyonce, anyone in this sentence. Exactly. Like, do you think Jennifer Madonna, Lopez. like, had to then, like, sacrifice? I mean, she has a family, but, like, to sacrifice, like, you really have to sacrifice if that is the goal. I mean, is that, or can you have both? I don't know. I know. Well, look, we have a lot more to say, to talk about with Miss Nikki and Miss Donna, Nikki Harris and Donna Delory. Oh my gosh. I mean, slip into my DMs. Is anyone else listening to this podcast as obsessed with Madonna as I am? She really is my number one of all time. But just the stories, we are just going to get into it. Of course, we're going to talk about current stuff, the celebration tour, Madonna's major health scare that happened, that happened, you know, last year. We cover it all. So stay tuned for part two of our chat with Nikki and Donna, and let's just keep this Madonna-thon going. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.